Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning with Ask a Windermere Coach. And on occasion, I'll be joined by Nick Hansen, Doug Simcock, and Eric Thompson. On this podcast, we want to talk about how to create great work-life balance and epic customer service in the real estate industry. We hope you enjoy our podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, this is Michael Fanning, and this is Ask a Windermere Coach podcast, and this is where we tackle some of the toughest real estate questions uh, in our episodes and talk about what's going on in the real estate market, and I'm so excited today. I've got my good friend, Nick Hansen uh, with me. Nick, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's good to be with you, Michael. Yep, and you know, I, just, I was so uh, lucky. I got to see Nick actually this weekend. Nick was actually in Fort Collins, Colorado. He lives in Loveland, and he took my son and I around on a little tour of uh the uh, university there in Fort Collins. Thank you, Nick. And then uh, we got the snow apocalyptic snowstorm that hit and Nick hightailed it out of town and went to Arizona. So Nick is actually in sunny Arizona and he just informed me he's going to be golfing later. And I am back in Seattle. So uh, the title of this podcast is that we have a market for professionals. And what Nick and I are going to talk about today is what are the professionals doing in the market today uh, when it comes to this uh, really, really hot market. And what we mean by that is we have high buyer expectation and we have typically low inventory uh, across many of our markets. And it's causing some dynamics that are causing some frustration. And we want to talk about what are the pros doing. And we're going to start with the listing agents and then we're going to move the buyer's agents. Sound good? Sound good, Nick? Fantastic. Well, right, Nick. So let's let's start off with this. So if, if I'm a if I'm a seller in today's market, we talked about this. One of our goals is netting the most money, correct? A hundred percent. I mean that that should be the mission of you know that's the mission of every seller is uh, mark uh, to net the most amount of money. And in order to do that, in a competitive you know listings are golden nuggets right now, right? And so there's a lot of people battling for for different listings and. Never more than, I mean, to show our value is critical. So our marketing plan, all, like literally we have to show our, our, our value to get the listing. Right. And so one of the things I would say that professionals are doing today is they're not cutting corners. So, so even though we know it's a, it's a real quick market time and we're probably going to get a lot of activity, I'm still doing Matterport. I'm still doing high definition photography. I'm still doing perma flyers. I'm still staging, right? I'm still taking my seller through a consultation. And making sure they understand all of the things I bring to the table that provide value. Because we also have to remember professionals know that it's not just that listing that they're getting, but it's also all the neighbors watching what they're doing for potential listings down the road. Would you agree? Absolutely. You know, another thing, I think a critical thing right now is to really know your key indicators in your market. So during the consultation, depending upon where you're at in the price point, often is, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, we're going to go on the market on Thursday. We're going to have showings Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we're going to do market reviews on Monday. And we're going to set that time and set the expectation. We're going to have multiple offers. We're going to review. 
you know what, for most of, for, for, for a lot of people that works right now, but we also have to go just a little bit further into um, some things that um, we may get an offer just because we have offer review date at five o'clock on Monday, we might get an offer with a short turnaround time on Sunday afternoon. Right. And so we have to educate our seller too, is like, hey, if, if, if an offer comes in and we have a short review day, but we told everyone else, we're gonna do it Monday at five, I still have to show you the offer, but I'm gonna educate my seller, it's in their best interest. We wait until that Monday at five o'clock or give me at least two hours to go back and communicate to all the agents and buyers or potentially it's in your house. Yeah, That's so a mistake a lot of people are making. I, I totally agree with you. And, and, here's, and here's the thing, Nick, I think the biggest piece of this is here's what professionals are doing. Professionals have a consistent process. They have an education piece on educating the seller. Your goals are not the most money. Let me explain to you what or how our process allows you to do that. There's going to be offers that are going to come in where you're going to think it's the best offer in the world. And you're going to want to take it. But guess what? We have chosen because of the indicators in the market to set a review date. You have to allow me time to go back and communicate with all the other buyer's agents out there that are potentially going to make an offer because we want to, let's go back to our goal, net you the most money. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, Michael, I think, I think one of the things, and, and, I, and I've seen certain segments of markets right now, so I want, I want to share something else too, is that you might right now, your indicators say, we're going to have, you feel 100% confident, we're going to have multiple offers, and we're going to have a review, review date and time. I've seen some things where all sudden inventory has popped up, significant, has changed significantly different. So guess what? What happens if we say Monday, we're going to have review all offers, and we get to Monday and we don't have any offers? Right. I mean, that can be a problem too. So I caution you that it may, depending on your indicators, you may say, listen, Mr. And Mrs. Seller, we're going to put your place on the market. And after a couple of days, we may have just an incredible amount of interest. One option is a review date and time, right? Absolutely. We're going to set it up just in case, but we're not going to promise that they're going to have multiple offers. Right. Which gets back to professionals, right? A lot of people say, well, you know, any agent can be successful right now with listing a home because the market's so hot. And that is not true. You can still overprice a home <laughs> in a hot seller's market, and you can still uh, be in, an, in a, you know, 0.5 months of inventory with multiple offer situations and not get an offer on your home. And it's because you allowed the sellers to run the process and you didn't run your pricing strategy and you didn't run the steps that we talk about in Ninja. And you've got a home that is, we call this on the market, but not in the market. In the market. Right. <laughs> right? Uh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And so I, I think it's, I think that's really, really important because the professionals know we still have to be really good at pricing. We still have to identify what's going on. We can't just throw it out there and hope for the best. And we have to run our process. Yes. And, and really great communication with our sellers and making sure they understand we honor the review date. So let's, let's shift gears a little bit. So now, so the sellers want to net the most. So the agents that aren't honoring the review dates and not communicating back to the buyer's agents and not making the phone call saying, hey, you didn't get it and here's why. What's that doing to their reputation? It's terrible. You know, I, I, I see that. Um, so let's just go back to this, that um, I, an agent receives an offer, the, presents it to the seller. The seller says, I take it, right? So let's say the review date and time is five o'clock tonight. It's nine o'clock this morning. And I look and go, oh my gosh, the property's already pending. 
or worst case is my buyer sees that the property is already pending and they look at me and go, what in the heck is going on here? Right. That is terrible. And, and yet the agent and the seller think that they did the best thing they possibly could. That's not true. Right. Because the seller needs to be consulted ahead of time that says, even if we have an offer that looks amazing, give me two hours. Right. We don't want to be that agent that has the seller all of a sudden take it. And then, I mean, our reputation is going to go south if we do that with other agents. It's just, it's not the right thing to do. Plus, it's not the right thing for our seller to do. Exactly. So let me ask you this, Nick, what would you suggest to the listing agent uh, when they say, give me the two hours, what type of things should they be doing on their phone calls to these other buyer agents? Oh, I, I would say, listen, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that, um, uh, you know, our time frame has changed. My seller has an offer in place um, and, and they're really fired up and excited to take about it. But listen, you have two hours at noon today, uh, my seller, I'm going to review all offers. So unfortunately, but you still have an opportunity. Noon today is the time. So let me ask you this. So what if we have a really savvy buyer's agent that say, hey, Nick, uh, could you help me out? I mean, how could we, and we're going to talk about this, how could I get my buyer to win? Would you be willing to let me know what the sellers are really looking for or what this offer might have that really has them excited? What would you say to that? I, I, if, if I was a seller's agent, I'd say, yeah, you know what? You, um, let me tell you this. Obviously, price is everything. Um, but in addition, they would like to be at this property for 60 days. They would like to have an opportunity to, to, to stay here. You know, I, I would think about, I want to position my buyer, I mean, my seller in the very best position. So it might be 60 days occupancy. It might be, hey, we have multiple offers. We want something that's non-refundable. I mean, there's a lot of different variables, but absolutely. And you know what? As a listing agent, and I get a call from the buyer agent, that's a great buyer's agent, right? Yes. I That's totally a great agree. agent. In fact, if, if, if we're dealing with all financed offers, I would even hope to hear from the lender if I'm the yeah. listing agent, right? Like I want the great, the great buyer's agents are going to be, they're going to get a hold of the listing agent and the lender is going to get a hold of um, the listing agent also that you should that's a differentiator. Yep. Well, you know, I learned a lesson from my dad. Uh, he would always say to me, son, uh, if you don't ask, if you don't ask for what you want, you're going to not get what you want 100% of the time. <laughs> and, 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 so, <laughs> and so his point to that was simply this, is that if I'm, if, if I'm representing the sellers and we know what the sellers want and in the market that we're in, I want those buyer's agents to call me and I want to tell them, this is what we want, right? Yeah. And give everybody an opportunity to bring their best offer to the table. Yeah, Michael, one thing that I'll say is to save some, some time from the listing agent, they will send an email out that says to all the agents says, hey, listen, we have multiple offers coming in. Um, here's, here's the perfect for my seller, obviously the most amount of money, but other things that are on there to let everyone know. Because I, I did have a situation where a coaching client had 42 offers. Yeah, I, get, I totally get that. 42 offers in 24 hours. That's a lot of telephone time. Um, so, I mean, there are some ways you can get around it, but that communication is everything. And you know what? Don't complain because I have some people going, oh my gosh, time with listings. All right, 180 days on the market is now brought into seven days. <laughs> we right. can't complain. <laughs> yes. And so to kind of wrap this up a little bit, so for professionals, we'd say uh, they're, they, they have a process. And they're following the process no matter what the market is. Uh, they're doing their marketing plan. 
They're making sure they're providing value. They're having great consultations and educating the seller. Our goal is to net you the most money and here's how we do it. They're looking at their key indicators to say, are we gonna have a review date? Is, is the market uh, telling us that we need to do a review date? They're honoring the review date, right? And they're also making sure that uh, if the seller wants to do something faster, they're still communicating effectively and professionally, whether it be email or whether it be taking phone calls to the, all the buyer's agents that are part of it, because you don't know that there might be another buyer out there that could be bringing an offer that's even better than the one that you have in hand. 100%. Okay. Amazing process. Yeah. Should be done every single time. No shortcuts. No shortcuts. I, I totally agree. And if you do that consistently, what does it do to your reputation? It puts you in a better light in the eyes of the other agents that are working with you that can come down to benefit you down the road. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Okay. So we're going to take a quick break uh, and then we're going to come back and we're shift gears and do buyers. Sound good? Great. Okay. Hey everyone, this is Michael Fanning and with me is Eric Thompson. We're with Windermere Coaching. We thought we'd take just a moment to let you know a little bit about maybe how to get your feet wet into coaching with Windermere Coaching through the Windermere Path. Eric, tell us a little bit about the Windermere Path. So the Windermere Path gives you a call every week. You can join live or you can watch the recording. One of three things happen on those calls. You get a specific lesson that's taught by you, Mike, by Doug Simcock, by me, or Nick Hansen. The second thing that happens is we do live interviews with your Windermere colleagues. So you can hear right from them about how they are implementing all the tools that we teach them in coaching so that you can be inspired by their story. The third thing that happens is you get to ask questions of us things that are happening in your business right now, in your world, we help just to keep you on the, on the ninja path. Hey, Eric, it sounds like a lot of great content. So listeners, if you're interested in finding out more about the Windermere Path, simply go to windermerecoaching.com, click on the explore button, give us your name and your email address, and we'll get back to you with all the information you need to get started on the Windermere Path. Thank you so much, and we'll return you to our content. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Ask a Windermere Coach. I'm here with my good friend, Nick Hansen, and uh, we were talking about uh, this is a market for pro professionals, and we had just finished talking about the sellers and what they're doing, our listing agents, and what they're doing with their sellers to be professional. Now we want to shift gears and talk about buyer's agents and how they're being professional. And Nick, you brought up a good point. What do you, what do you think the key thing we need to think about when it comes to making sure that our buyers are being put in the best light in making offers in the type of market that we're in today? Yeah, so I, I, I think, uh, you know, Ninja always says go slow to go fast. And uh, believe it or not, everyone's like, man, the market's going so fast, so fast, so fast. But I go back and say, today, the buyer consultation should be probably slower and more thorough than ever. And in 22 years in the business, you have to discuss things today that I've never seen you had to discuss before with buyers. So the initial consultation is significant. And for most markets that we're seeing, is the consultation is to prepare your buyer to win. Yeah. Not compete. We know we're going to be competing, but we have to prepare them to win. So the, the consultation is I need to know everything that my buyer can and is willing to do to make their offer the absolute very best. So price, finance, cash, appraisal conditions, inspection stuff, um, 
Earnest Post money releases, um, non-refundable earnest monies. Non-refundable earnest money. Like we need to go through all of those steps to know. And, and we also in certain markets out there is I call the price today is a sticker price. That doesn't mean that, hey, we're going to go look at 500,000. We're going to write 500,000 and get it. No, in some markets, that's the starting point, And we could land 10 to 15 percent over. Right. So, Mr. And Mrs. Seller, you can you can buy up to five hundred thousand dollars. Mr. Buyer, Mr. Mrs. Buyer. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mr. And Mrs. Buyer, you can buy it up to five hundred thousand dollars. But in our current market, we can't start looking at five hundred thousand. Exactly. You know, now you got to know your market and you got to go back to know your marketing and market indicators. But so that education up front, man, you are doing to go slow and put all of that out there so that when that prize property, that dream property comes up, your buyer can give it the very best shot they can. That's so significant. Well, and I also think what's significant is, uh, and you know, and this is in step 10 of the buyer process is where we go through that uh, offer strategy to win sheet. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, yes. but it maps out all the stuff you talked about. And we're yeah. sitting down and, you know, we're having the conversation in the war room before we get into the battlefield, if you will. Yes. And we're going through and saying, okay, um, let's talk price. So right now you're qualified at 500. We know that most homes at 500 are going to go above. So do you have the ability to go above? Well, no, we really don't. That's our limit. Okay, so it sounds like we need to be looking at 450. Yeah, but 450 isn't where we want to live. Okay, so we might need to drive to qualify. Right. And, and it's having realistic conversations with the buyers because the last thing you want to do is get them out there where they think they have a chance and they don't have a chance at all. I mean, how frustrating is that for buyers? Uh, absolutely. And you know what, what's happening is because in some markets, pricing has changed so fast that the buyer in the consultation initially, let's say 90, 120 days ago says, this is what I want. This is the location I want. Well, guess what? In the past, past six months, they're out. They, it doesn't exist. Exactly. So then they either have to change their criteria because location, they're not going to give up location. They can't, they can't change price. So they, Instead of a four bedroom, it might be a three bedroom. Instead of a three car garage, it might be a two car garage because, so we got to dig even deeper um, and, and make sure what they're looking for does exist. If it doesn't immediately, we got to say, hey, we got to change something, right? right? We got to change something. You know, you know and, it, and yeah. I agree. And the other thing we have to be prepared for is um, a lot of times, you know, I know here in the Northwest MLS, we have, a, I got to remember, it's either an a, a AD 22 or a 22 AD, anyways, it's around the appraisal, right? Right. So, okay, so let me just let you know. I mean, we're gonna come in and we're gonna have this escalated offer and there's a chance that it won't appraise. And so we gotta come up with the difference. And it's, it's just, there's, there's, like you said, there's a lot of conversations we're now having to have that didn't exist a while back. And we need to make sure that we're, uh, you know, crossing all our T's, dotting all of our I's so that our buyers are fully aware of the scenario they're getting into uh, before they get into it. Look, you know, here's the nightmare that you do not want to do is you don't have time and, and, and you don't go through your process, right? You don't go through the buyer process. You go out and show them that dream home and they do a sort of a, they don't know what all their options are and they really haven't thought about, you, you know, what they're comfortable or with. So they go after their dream home with about an 85% effort, right? 
And guess what? They don't get it. Or, and, and, and then you sit down and you do the consultation and every property you go show them is all compared to that one they lost out on because they didn't have the consultation. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So, so to think about this, um, professional buyer's agents right now on that side are running again, just like we said with the sellers, are running their process, their 10-step buyer process, and they're going slow, and you said even slower today, in order to go fast. That's critical. Yeah. Right? Let me, I, yeah, I want to I want to take it one step further, Michael, is that so when we say a professional buyer's agent right now, the ones that really differentiate themselves, number one, they have a process, they'll do the consultation. Number two, immediately when that buyer has interest in a property, there is a call that's going to go to the listing agent. And the call yes. to the listing agent is going to go, hey, I have a buyer that's very interested. Can you share with what's going on? What's the perfect scenario for your seller, right? So imagine an agent, and I had this, had 42 offers on a property. Do you think the buyer's agent that initially made that call and said, and asked those questions, do you think that's a differentiator when I look at 42 different offers? Absolutely. Absolutely. You've already established uh, the basis for a relationship. Yes, absolutely. And you're you're going to go to the top of the list for a callback. Yes, yeah, because you're great at communication, right? Yep. So, and then the second thing is, if there's financing involved, my amazing lender is going to call the listing agent and reconfirm and give confidence to what the buyer has already done and the position that they're in, right? Exactly. Now, the key is an amazing lender, great communicator is going to take the time to make that call. That's a differentiator. When, you know, Nick, and all of this sounds so obvious, right? It all sounds, oh, this sounds so obvious, but here's the reality. Very rarely did the stuff we're talking about happen consistently. And I know this to be the case because I can sit down with a coaching client and I can say, hey, tell me about your last listing that you had. I said, oh, you wouldn't believe it. We had 17 offers. I said, and then I say, okay, so out of those 17 offers, how many phone calls did you get before the offer showed up? Well, I only got four phone calls. So only four buyer's agents actually called you. Yes. How many of them asked you the question? Remember the question we talked about? Uh, if you could wave a magic wand, your seller could have exactly the offer they wanted. What would it look like? How many, how many of the buyer's agents asked you that question? Oh, just two. Oh, just two asked you the question. So let me ask you this. When you went to go, and then when you, did initial, then when you took the offer uh, and you called back, how many of the buyer's agents asked if their, if, their buy, if their buyer could be in second position? Only two. Oh, so only, this is 17 offers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and so, yeah. and here's the, here's the disappointing part is that we have these buyers that are all excited because they think they're in the game. And it's because of the lack of the professionalism of their real estate agent representing them that's taking them out of the game and they don't even know it. That makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I and and you know, Michael, you know, we we we're blessed. We work work with some really good agents, but you know, for the most part out there, and I want to reconfirm what you said. Seventeen offers, and this that's that what you just shared is pretty typical. Yes, from, from what I'm hearing. So, again, not all buyers agents are created equal, and you you want to think about yourself not only the consultation, but now what can I do for my buyer to put them in the best position? Exactly. Those little things make the difference. Well, and for the people listening, I would just say this. Um, a lot of people say, okay, so you talk about being professional. What's that mean? Well, 
you know what, Ninja, um, are you running the Ninja uh, 16 step seller process? Are you running the Ninja 10 step buyer process? Are you having a consultation or a presentation? There's a big difference. Are you slowing down to go fast? Are you using a, uh, a strategy to win sheet on every single time? Here's another way to talk about it. if I'm a buyer's agent and I've got and I'm representing buyers and they decide they want to buy a house. Are you doing a comparative market analysis on that home that they want to buy? Right. So that they have an understanding of what the fair market value of that home is so that can help them to understand where their offer should be based on what the market is doing. Yeah, 100 percent. You know, it, anymore, when you look at certain type of markets back in the day, we always said, hey, the list price is really close to fair market value. That's not the case right now. The no. list price is a starting point. Yes, <laughs> it's a starting point. Well, it's dynamic based on, uh, like we said, the key indicators of what we can see, in a, and it requires a little bit of forecasting. And I don't like to call it the crystal ball, but it is a little bit of that looking forward to say, hey, what do we see happening? Where's the inventory? What's going on with pricing right now? Is it trending up? Is it trending down? And that's all based on you analyzing the market that they're trying to buy in. Right. For sure. Right. And, and you know, I, I think... You know, the, the, the cool thing is um, one of the things I, I want to go back to market indicators. So things can change in markets so fast. 30 days is too late. So I would encourage you, if you're not confident in your market indicators, ask the people in your office that you have a lot of respect for. Hey, what do you see going on in the market? You know, are we seeing a, a, an influx of inventory, list price to sale price? How many multiple offers are we seeing? Get, get ahead of the trend. Exactly. Well, the other thing we always say, I always say to our coaching clients is that, you know, if you don't have active clients right now, you know, you're still doing your Ninja nine, but part of your weekly, uh, your weekly activity should be studying the market and taking and looking to see, okay, if, if you know that this is a market you're going to serve with your buyers, what's happening? Oh, this listing came on. How long it was on for? How many offers did it have? Maybe a phone call to that listing agent after things have settled down, say, hey, give me some understanding. What went on? How was it for you? Right. And really getting educated on what's going on so that you can be the single source of information for your client. Absolutely. Spot on. No shortcuts. No shortcuts. So again, to kind of wrap this up in a bow, listing agents run your process. Buyers agents run your process. What's the process? Ninja. And if you haven't taken a ninja, you know what? That's not an excuse. Go buy the ninja selling book. It's on Amazon, ninja selling, read it from cover to cover. And if you're going to go work with a seller, read Appendix E. If you're going to work with a buyer, read Appendix A. And just say, am I following a, cons a consistent process? The other one is communication. You cannot over-communicate in this market today, whether that's with your client or with the listing agent or the buyer's agents and multiple communications, not just one and voice-to-voice, and, and -voice, face-to-face if you can. Agreed? Absolutely. You know what? That, I know we're wrapping up here, Michael, but face-to-face, -face, a telephone call versus email that can be misconstrued, text can be misconstrued, exactly. like pick up the phone on a critical conversation, pick up the phone, do it. I totally agree. I, I absolutely agree. And, and, and also be respectful of your fellow colleagues, right? This, we talk about uh, successful transactions are happening when we have a win-win attitude and we come to it looking for synergy. It's not an adversary. The buyer's agent that's calling you is not your adversary. The listing agent that's taking your phone call is not your adversary. They are your negotiating counterparts, <laughs> right? Yes. 
Absolutely. Let's have respect for each other in this industry. Absolutely. And yeah. if you're and if you're listening to this podcast and you're not in real estate, but you're a potential buyer or seller, hire a professional. <laughs> right? Hire not a all, professional. Not all, not all realtors are professional and they're not all created equal. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, hey, uh, hey, Nick, any good book recommendations before we uh, jump off today? Oh, my gosh. Um, you know what? I have actually I haven't dug into it, but I had it. Um, the Power of Habit. The Power uh, of Habit. Who, who's the author? Uh, Charles Dewing. Dewing? Dewing. D-U-H-I-G-G. OK, D-U-H-I-G-G. Uh, the Power of Habit. And yes. I will tell you mine that I just recently read is um, um, it's it's uh, oh, it's called Think Again. Not Knowing What You Don't Know by Adam Grant. Uh, you might have known him from the book he wrote called Give and Take. This is his newer book, uh, a great book on just understanding how we form opinions versus goals or uh, ideas or values, if you will. Really good book. All right, Nick. Well, hey, enjoy your golf. Will do. All right. <laughs> and everybody, thank you so much uh, for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. If you, if you think uh, we're doing a great job, let us know. Give us a rating. Uh, forward this on to somebody who might benefit from listening to it. Uh, and also to uh, give us ideas. If there's something you'd like us to investigate and talk about further, we're happy to do it. And we just want to thank you so much for taking the time and listening. Everybody, hey, be awesome, help somebody, make it a great day. We hope you enjoyed our podcast. We want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you found it useful or helpful, please feel free to share it and also give us a rating. Also, if you think that Windermere Coaching might be right for you, please feel free to just look us up at windermerecoaching.com. And we'll end by saying this, be awesome and help someone. Make it a great day.